Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh. Fuck that noise. We're not quitting. You're listening to the F That Noise podcast featuring Pete Melia. But we're talking about shit here. Jamie Klein. No one wants to smell your dirty fucking shit. Mike Burdick. Feel like I'm in group. Steve Taylor. Is he getting his ball slapped by some other dude? And Keith Grieve. You get a fucking sausage. This is episode 40. Girl, you really got me going. You got me going. Yeah. So, yeah, we had originally planned something new and adventurous and, of course, fucking hilarious. But then Eddie Van Halen had to go and uh, take the dirt nap. So we are. Thank you, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. 2020 can eat a fucking dick. Um, Oh, God. So before we get into all that, uh, let's introduce the boys again. If you are listening to this podcast, uh, usually we do Monday nights, but we uh, changed it up on you, trying to keep you on your toes Tuesday night tonight. But uh, normally we're around Monday, but I think we do. Are we doing the next three? This and next two Tuesdays, did we say? Is that what? Yes. So, yeah, we're gonna do that. So today is October thirteenth, so the twentieth and the twenty seventh, which are Tuesdays. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central Time uh, at F That Noise, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash F That Noise slash live. Or you can just find it after we uh, record this uh, wonderful masterpiece and uh, you can go to FThatNoisePod.com for all the listen links or uh, you can just find it pretty much every damn place quality podcast can be found, especially now we are defiling Alexa officially and we are available on Amazon Music. So, yay. yay. <laughs> and, and there you have it, folks. So, Joy. if you are watching the stream from the upper left, we have Mike Burdick. Yeah, man. The upper right, Steve Taylor. Joy. Lower right, Pete Melia. Hi, pissers. And in the lower left, Jamie Klein. Tit Knox. <laughs> and Mike is still homeless. <clears throat> Yes. And he's currently we we interrupted him in the middle of a workout. Ugh. These five pound weights no are tough. Well, well, he said he was. <laughs> he said he was, he said he was doing. He said he was doing. He said he was. Sealy, he'll hear you. <laughs> this is this is this is a this is what did he say? Oh, this is a fitness center, not a not a not a gymnasium or something like that. That's right. I didn't say any such thing. You freaking liar. <laughs> well, we weren't sure if Mike's video was going to be able to be turned on because he said he was doing buys tonight, and I wasn't sure what that meant. Exactly. 
but <laughs> he's going into the book. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we start every episode with a drive of the week. If you don't know what a drive is, a drive is a line from a movie or TV show said with exceptional velocity and volume. And this segment is Jamie Klein's. Okay, <clears throat> ladies and jankums. What we have here is a... Uh, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> what we have here is a... Uh, the next few, um, um, I'll say the next few Drive of the Weeks, the rest of October, are going to be horror films. So this one is going to be dedicated to Michael Pence. Uh, this is from the 1986 <laughs> film The Fly uh, with Jeff Goldblum. Uh, he's got a pretty good drive, and it's uh, worth checking out. Also, this movie's fucking awesome. It's gory as shit. Uh, directed by David Cronenberg. It's got a great performance with Jeff Dan- Jeff Daniels, Zoo, uh, Goldblum, and Gina Davis, and uh, Sean Strage. It's an awesome movie. So definitely, uh, definitely want to check it out. So Keith, play that action. And if you're young enough where you've actually have never seen this movie, you'll understand those memes that had Jeff Goldblum in Mike Pence's hair that have been going around social media this past week. Yes. Now they have it. Andy Pence is just a fuck is what I'm thinking. Fuck is what I'm thinking. Seriously, like just, do the best drives have to have the F word in it? Because like he's not yelling this. Yes. Yeah. yes. But it's the way well, it's the way he enunciates fuck again. It's another one. It, it certainly makes it more intuitive if you can put a fuck in there. I want to know you what I'm thinking. The fuck is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I also like the fact that right now we can see that Mike is actually wearing pants. We we do have proof that he's wearing pants. Right yes, now. thanks to the mirror behind him. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, you should have been bare ass. That would have been fucking. Oh my god, that would have been so great. <laughs> Zoo. Of all the things I expected to hear come out of your mouth right there, that was not it. Well, yeah. Jamie's Jamie's just upset because he's the only one that's actually been seen in his underwear on the show. Oh yeah. But now, Mike, are you upset about that? You must wear a mask. It doesn't say you must wear pants, does it? That's true. Well, god damn it! Oh, <laughs> oh, no, god damn it! Well, that changes everything. Oh. oh. So we, we've kind of gotten into this topic on this show before, but within the light of Eddie Van Halen passing. Mm. Ooh, on that. Yeah. Just yeah seems, like, that picks a lot. Sucks balls. Wasn't it, it, you know, what was interesting right off the bat is that the actual news of it happening affected me more than a lot of people lately passing. You know, they all these celebrities are like, oh, man, that's a shame or <laughs> uh, good riddance or whatever. But, you know, <laughs> That was that was one of the first ones in a while where I actually stopped and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was a little bit in shock. Well, it's one of those it's one of those things where like when when it's clear that, and again, your opinion will will vary whether it's whether he's the best or one of the best or whatever. At the very least, he's one of the great innovators in music history. But when one of the all time best is gone, and there's no chance of anything new ever happening, whether there was a realistic chance of it happening because he's been sick the last few years. Whether there's a realistic chance of it ever happening again before he passed doesn't matter. But the fact that now he's gone, and like for the fact that I've never saw them, I never saw them live, and so now there's another, there's another regret, you know. Even if it was, you know, fucking Sharon singing, not to see, even to see Van Halen live at all, just once. Yeah, 
I, I just think I think it's more than anything. It's because he's so he's like eternally young in terms of like the music and the shows and the energy of the stuff they put out. Um, it's it's hard to imagine a guy like that, you know, getting old. Obviously, in the pictures you hadn't seen, he you know looked a lot older. But how I remember him, he was always young. Even even mm-hmm. when I saw him later after he had a stroke. <clears throat> so. Yeah, and going off of what Keith said, you know, I was thinking about it, and, you know, I really don't give a shit about seeing, like, different countries or natural, like, um, you know, national monuments and shit like that. To me, things that I love to remember, like, I saw Back to the Future in a drive-in. I saw Ghostbusters (laughs) in a movie theater. I saw Pink Floyd in concert, and I saw Van Halen. I know, not to rub salt in your wound, Keith, but... You too know, late, too I, I late. I got to see Eddie Van Halen play his famous concert, you know, kind of break for the rest of the members where he plays Eruption plus, like, 10 minutes of just pure guitar magic. Yeah, and just to actually amb- see that is, like, the, the fact that I, you know, saw that, like, fuck everything, you know, fuck a lot of other things. I, I can say that I saw that. Well, yeah, it's like people when they talk about seeing Hendrix live, right? Like, yeah. you hear that, you're thinking, oh, my God, you just saw history being written. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, people are going to say the same thing about that experience that you had, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, big, it's, it's big like that. He's, he's on Mount Rushmore, you know, um, next to guys like Hendrix. She just changed everything. Uh, changed what people thought were possible. The direction of music got spun completely on its head, like, all that. And the thing with me with Van Halen, too, is, like, I love Van Halen, but I forget about them sometimes until I hear them. And then it reminds me of just how amazing they are. And I think that's the thing with that band. It's like they can they can leave your mind for a little while, but then the second you hear them, like, your entire childhood comes back. Yeah, like, I remember the first yeah. time I saw Hot for Teacher, and I heard that the beginning of that song in that video, which is awesome. And I, I just I flash back to that anytime I hear them. Yeah, yeah. If, if you listen to the first album in 1984, that plays like a greatest hits album. Yeah, yeah both, oh, both of those. Every song is like genius, and what you heard on the radio. I mean, they're huge hits. Right. That's, that's what I was asking myself. You know, because I haven't been into Van Halen in so long, and I'm asking myself, like, well, are they really that great as a band? Right. And, and then you take probably. You know, Van Halen self-titled in 1984. Like, if you just did, if they just did one of those albums and then went away and never came back, they would still be great. Right. <laughs> they would still be. Absolutely. You know, so that, yeah, so that the answer is yes. Because I haven't thought about Van Halen ages, you know. Um, so, yeah. But I saw, yes. I saw an interview with David Lee Roth. Uh, I've been going through YouTube and, like, watching clips of, to kind of prep for tonight. And he was saying that when they were cutting their teeth doing just dive band, you know, dive places and whatnot back in California in the early 70s, he said they used to do five 45-minute sets a night, five to six days a week. Oh, yeah. And they would drive. They would go two hours in either direction. So they would spend the entire day doing five different little 45-minute concerts, five, six days a week. That's which awesome. is insane to think about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, with and they were young. They were so young. Oh, with yeah. Eddie started out as a, as as a piano virtuoso, uh, right. young. Being uh, his parents having a classical music or classical musical upbringing or whatever. They were his father was a jazz musician uh, in the forties and fifties. 
before bringing the family to the United States. Um, but I just the in the book Van Halen Rising by uh, Greg Renoff, uh, just the stories about just how much practicing and rehearsing, because like you see somebody like or you hear somebody like Eddie Van Halen, and then you see you put it into context the. The, the technique, you know, Pete, maybe you can speak to this more than I can, but the, the, the finger tapping on the neck and, and the, the harmonics that, that he brought to the world of guitar playing, or his take on it, rather, um, when you, you, you think that, oh, he's born with it. But that guy worked his ass off to get to, the, to that level. And it's really a, a statement into persistence and following your heart, I mean, whatever kind of old guy kind of sentimental bullshit I want to wrap around it right now. Uh, but it's just a matter of appreciating the amount of work and preparation and dedication. And the fact that when people play the recorded version of Eruption, he doesn't like it. You know why? He makes a mistake in the first first few bars. Nobody else yeah. knows it, but he does. And so every time he hears it, it drives him crazy. You know, it's stories like that that just makes you, and it's like on note. Like no, if you listen to the, the the music, if you didn't write it or you didn't run around him when he was, you know, formulating it, which it started off as just kind of like freelance, you know, guitar playing that he did at live shows, and Ted Templeman said hit record one day, and then you end up with that track. That's just it's kind of like when when you think of classic hard Van Halen. You go to eruption, and at least I do in my head. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, you like the interruptions to your head. Um, whoa, oh. whoa, whoa, whoa! Sorry, I had to throw a little levity in there. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> he was he was a rock star too. Like that whole band were rock stars. So David Lee Roth and him just rock stars. And there's a clip if you type in eruption on YouTube, they bring up a clip from a concert when um, Sammy Hagar was the lead singer, and he, and Eddie Van Halen was doing eruption. How and now it sounds bad because he died of cancer, but he was smoking, blowing smoke rings, putting his cigarette at the the top of the neck of the guitar while playing. And you see his lit cigar never falls. And every now and then he'll take a drag, put it back in the guitar, and you're like, holy fuck! Like yeah. that's rock and roll, right? There. I mean, that yeah, dude yeah. Is full fucking rock and roll. He, he used to. He used to. I remember when I saw him, and he would just have that cigarette in his mouth throughout the song. And yeah. it would just be there. Just he he he. It just would sit there, drag half out of his mouth, and he just would be playing. And because he just had to He he thinks the cancer didn't come from cigarettes. He thinks it came from he used to use metal picks. Right. And he said where he would keep it in his mouth is where the cancer started. Hmm. So in his mind, he thinks that had something to do with it. Yeah, like but he wasn't smoking the cigarettes up his ass either. Yeah. Well, no. Well, you, you don't Maybe. know. I'm not, we are not, we are in no position to judge on this show. <laughs> buns. Right. <laughs> buns, buns. I got to see um, Van Halen when Different Kind of Truth came out, which was one of the more recent tours. And David Lee Roth was back. Everybody was back except for Michael Anthony. And um, during the show, I went with my wife, Michelle, and we were laughing a little bit at David Lee Roth, not because he sounded great. Everything about Roth was awesome, but he would keep stopping the concert and yell 
at the people behind that were at the United Center where their, the concert was at, pissed off because the air conditioning was on, and he'd stop the, he'd stop and start screaming, like, turn the fucking air off! And then he'd look at the crowd like, hey! hey. <laughs> right back to it. Every time that happened, you looked at Eddie Van Halen, and Eddie Van Halen just looked at him and smiled. The, every time that would happen, he'd start laughing a little bit and just strum the guitar a little, like, doo-doo-doo-doo. He was, he was just cool as shit. And then he would he, his he did eruption, of course. And it is I remember turning to Michelle and saying, like, this is my all-time favorite guitarist, and I get to see him live. I'm like, it's tear jerking how great he was. Just to see him live was an honor. It was it was awesome. Regardless that it wasn't the full lineup. I didn't give a shit. I got to see I got to see uh, Eddie Van Halen. Wolfgang yeah. was with him, or yeah, Wolfgang was with him. And Wolfgang's pretty fucking awesome too. So yeah, and Alex oh, Alex nice. Van Halen, I think, is one of the most underrated uh, drummers. I think he is fucking awesome. Yeah, I remember yeah, that concert. He had a drum solo that was insane. Oh, he's awesome. There's a lot of talent in that family. But um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this this one, I'm like Mike, man. This one hit me hard. This is. This is not a good one. Well, you just know it's the like it's the end of Van Halen. Like it's not like with ACDC when um, when Malcolm died. Yeah, you, you knew you know they still went on in certain bands even when a major player died. Van Halen, that's that's it. Like it's yeah, that there's is. no way that we'll do anything else after this. Right. Which is I think that's also what hits is because fuck that's our that's our youth man. We grew up with that shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you can't always tell in some bands who the talent really is, you know, because a lot of times there's just too much to choose from or, you know, genius is also, it's, it's tough. Maybe someone writes the lyrics, but they're not that great musically, say, for example. But that's it with Van Halen. Like, that's it. <laughs> when Eddie's gone, like, that's, I mean, that was really the big talent in your band. Like, David Lee Roth, like, invented being a front man, damn near it, like, for the course of the 80s and, like, everything, like... I, to this day, I've never seen a man in my entire life as confident as that guy. Mm-hmm. Ever. Like, it's just unreal. <laughs> um, so, where do you no, draw... Man, that, yeah, you're right. That, this, this, was, this was a tough one, for sure. Well, okay, so I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, and we didn't, pre- we didn't prepare for this, so I might take a minute to think of some names here, but who are the people that you, that you have seen in purpose that you would consider... One of the all-time greats and whatever. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No They do whether it was acting, sports, uh, speaking. I don't know, uh, porno. I don't know anything that anybody you saw in person that was the best at what they did. 
How many how many of those people have you seen in person? In any field. Yeah, in any field. Oh, so I like say, you, I saw Magic. Count. I saw Magic Johnson on his last comeback in '96 oh, in nice. Toronto. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Now that I now that I read the backstory about what a shit show that was behind the scenes, it's like fascinating. But like watching Magic Johnson take shoot around and and go around the three point arc and not miss a single shot, it was like it was like blowing my mind from the Hard Rock Cafe in the Sky Dome at, at that time, uh, in 1996. Well, I saw I saw Jordan play a game. And he lived up to everything. I saw Tiger Woods once at a golf tournament when he was young. Um, but I, I have to say, between you know taking Van Halen out of the equations, because that's just a given. Um, when I saw Pink Floyd and I got to see David Gilmore mm. play comfortably numb live, mm. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like that's 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 something that'll change it right there. That was that was pretty fucking something. Nice. That's awesome. I mean, I, I, I mean, I went to school with Mike Hilkema, so I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a mic drop. <laughs> Literally. When I saw yeah. Jamie first take his pants off at a theater, I just knew I was seeing great. Oh yeah, Mulholland. Mal- yeah. But you know what? Those Mulholland Falls. That's what it was. You know, you know, you know what, Steve? I, I, I include when we saw um, William Shatner that night for a Star Trek Wrath of Two. That's that was pretty for Q and A. That was amazing. Especially because he was old as fuck, and it was like eleven o'clock, and he's still like taking photos and shit. Yeah, and though he was so, and I don't know whether it was an actor or not, but he was so down to earth, and just the way that he answered questions, like honestly, and everything like that, it was just the way he was. It just made it one of those experiences that you were glad you were there for. And we got to see Jack Gardner right before he passed. That's right, because he was doing uh, the Q and A. Yes, this is correct. Peace. Anybody else seen anybody? Oh uh, yeah, any I mean, I've, I've met a lot of celebrities in Chicago. Um, uh, a couple of them was uh, Daryl Strawberry. I got really geeked out over, like really <laughs> geeked out over, and um, I couldn't really talk. I just wanted to shake his hand. I was like, I, I watched you when I was a kid. I was ten years old when I saw the <laughs> Mets World, uh, World Series, and the guy was cool. He's oh no, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and just like really cool guy. And I just walked away like. Did he try to buy Coca? No, no, he was he was okay. Though Dwight Gooden didn't look so hot. I didn't. I do. I do regret not meeting Dwight Gooden, but Daryl Strawberry. That's all I need to see. Harvey Cantel would be happy too. I would. Ed Harris. I got the bullshit with Ed Harris for a little bit. That was. Oh, that would be fucking awesome. Yeah, he was. He was a cool guy. He's a hippie, which is you don't really see that in any of his films whatsoever he's oh but he stepped on the right time period for sure yeah yeah, absolutely you know he came up with like sam shepherd and them yes yeah he he was cool ed Ed harris was cool uh you know um, i mocked bruce campbell and he mocked me and that was kind of cool i saw bruce campbell live um there's a lot i'm probably blinking out on but just that's just a few now that you say that about Dwight Gooden and Daryl Strawberry, I saw Pedro Martinez pitch for, oh, nice. for the Mets against the Phillies. Holy crap. Yeah. My infamous anti Aaron Heilman story that I, I think I've told before. But um I'm trying to think. Musically, like I haven't been to a, a shit ton of concerts in my life. Um But that's why it, it when these Greats start dropping off as as we get older. Eventually, they they are all going to do eventually. Obviously, 
it just it just kind of makes you take a minute take a minute and just appreciate all the moments in your life that uh right. they played a part in mike was yours f murray abraham <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yeah he, he used to come and actually teach i think i meant maybe i mentioned it before in the podcast he used to teach uh uh, classes at the college once a semester and he um the first time i went there i don't know if i've said this already the first time i went there uh the class before him had given him shit about not bringing his oscar so he brought his oscar from amadeus and i held it and then he asked for volunteers to come up and do a monologue that he would direct them in and uh being a little shit that i was i went up first so he he directed me in a, a scene of a uh, of, uh, play from uh, Tennessee Williams nice. and uh, a scene, uh, one of my favorite monologues. And he ripped me apart, man. He just totally ripped me apart. And it was great. Um, really memorable to have that. But most of the people that I've met, I've met a lot of people in New York uh, that I, I felt never lived up to, you know, what I thought of them, where I knew them, you know, in the movies or TV. I, I met and they were just like, they weren't bad. I, you know, they just, I saw De Niro in passing, just run by us. I met Matthew Broderick. I, you know, saw these people, but they, they really, it didn't really appeal to me all that much. What I think of when I think of like actors or writers that I love is getting able to see their work, you know, being able to see a mammoth play, a shepherd play, um, an Aaron Sorkin play, being able to uh, see these people do what they do best. You know, or, or even the movies, watching De Niro and Goodfellas or any of these movies that we love them in. That, to me, is, is an awesome thing. But um, seeing some of those plays from those playwrights, just they stand in my mind. I got to see True West last year and it was it starred um, uh, Ethan Hawke and uh, Paul Dano. And it was uh, it was it's just one of my favorite plays. And it was insane the way they played off each other. It was just it was live theater at its best. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Steve, remember we went and saw um, George Romero? We got I was going to say George Romero. For that was sweet. That was awesome. There's there's really three of them at the Dryden. It was George Romero. And then when I met Fred Decker, who was the director of uh, Monster Squad and um, Night of the Creeps. And then uh, I met Thelma Houston, who's um, oh, yeah. uh, Scorsese's editor. And she was awesome. Like that, that chick. I would not want to get into a dark alley with her. She'd probably kick the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, How about you, Pete? Yeah, but usually you pay extra for that. Yeah. Well, I, uh, four or five years ago, I got to see this uh, guitar player. Like, I, he's not famous or anything. Probably most people probably haven't even heard of him. But this guy's name is Gunfrey Govin. His name is. He's he's part of this small band. Um, half of the audience are people that don't even like his music. <laughs> they just kind of go just to like have their jaw hit the floor when they watch this guy play. Um, and that's why I was there mostly. But uh, like, I don't think there's ever been a better guitar player technically who's ever lived. Um, not even close. Like this guy, like, nobody would stand on the stage with this guy. Like nobody, it, even th to this day, nobody wants to like hmm. just too good, too talented. Like just never seen anything like it in your life. What was his name again? Guthrie Govin, his name is. Guthrie Govin. I'm well, is he, I, now, like, every eight-year-old in the world is doing the same tricks and stuff on YouTube and whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, this guy is, like, on a completely other level than even guys like Eddie Van Halen. And, like, you know, they all know who he is, and they would never stand on the stage next to him. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to look that guy up. Hmm. Terrifying. Yeah, ridiculous <laughs> guy. 
But his music, again, it's not... It's a little just challenging. It's kind of jazzy and stuff. And, you know, they're, they're real, real music nerds. And uh, But uh, holy crap, you want to see somebody who's probably the greatest who's ever lived? That's that's him. Is it a situation where they, they get so musically technical that the overall sound suffers? I, I would say it's a little bit of that. It's like... It, you know, if you're not listening, he's the kind of guy who likes to challenge the audience. Like, he'll throw some dissonant chord at you that, like, it is not supposed to happen. You know, and you're just kind of like, Ugh. But you know, some people, you know, who really get into this stuff are like, Ooh, that's interesting. And uh, what about the Lydian minor and, the, uh, and all this stuff? You know, it, for me, I'm just sort of like, I don't really care about that kind of shit. But, like, it, honestly, though, like, it, it's, it is just kind of jaw dropping to watch. So, I mean, he's not like, exactly famous or anything. I probably could name drop a few famous people, but like, like I, I was kind of like Mike, you know, it didn't, didn't do much for me. Uh, you know, it was cool and all, mm-hmm. but uh, they were just people, you know, just kind of going about their life. Right. You know. So, yeah. so there's yeah. a lot of uh, getting back to Van Halen now. There's a lot of controversy where David Lee Roth left the band and. Mike has made it clear his feelings on Van Halen versus Van Hagar in the past. Have I ever gotten into it? Because I can, I can. No, you you got into it pretty good. You got into it pretty good. good. So, (laughs) what I'm looking for is how, where, if you had, if you if you had to sit down and listen from beginning to end chronologically through every Van Halen album. Where, what is the album that would make you break through the duct tape and run the fuck out of the room? Like, where's where's the breaking point? What do you mean? Where you decide, yeah. I just can't listen to this shit anymore. No, I mean, Van Halen 3, it's the worst fucking piece of shit. Uh, I go earlier than that, man. I, I'll tell you what, I would I would last right up until they started playing Balance, and then I'd get the fuck out. Like, I, this is done. I'm done. And I bet Mike would be earlier. I look. I um, the first the first album I ever heard from them was '84. Um, that's how I was inducted into them. I was lucky enough to go back and, and see the really good stuff that came before it. But that's basically all I'm interested in. I I just I know I've said it before. I'm just not interested in the type of style they went to with Sammy. Um, I like I like Sammy on his own, like as a one hit wonder or whatever he was. But when they got to that era, it just it just really turned me off. So as soon as his voice came in, there is probably where I would die out. Mm-hmm. See, because I like, agree. musically, I don't think it's all that different. I mean, there's more synth- it, 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 there's it more really synthesizers. And I, I'm not a I'm not I'm not into music as much as some people on this podcast. But to me, it's like it became a lot more. I think I said it before, almost like it had to be important. Uh, it, it had to be like really noble, big songs with heavenly whatever. And, and, you know, it's like, it's like so lofty. And it it's went not, from, it went from hard rock to pop rock. Yeah. But I, I pretty much, some of it's it. not even rock in my opinion, but again, yeah. I don't know your music as much as some, but I don't know. So I, go, I, 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 will take, I will take any of Sammy's stuff over Van Halen 3, man. Van Halen 3 <laughs> sucks balls. I think 5150 was a solid record. OU812 is kind of in the middle. I think For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge might be my favorite of this of the Hagar era. Um, but, like, Balance, I just... It just, it, it just... I don't know. It's just not good. Oh, that's that sucks, too, but Van Halen 3, oh... 
That was the one with that was the one with Sharon on vocals, right? Yeah, that was terrible. Do you do you like uh do you like Van Halen 3 J? <laughs> no, sir. No, no. Okay. I was I didn't know. That's pure poop. So now we know now we're getting to know where everybody's hot buttons are. So for Steve it's Star Wars. For Mike, it's F. Murray Abraham. For Jamie, it's Van Halen three. Pete, we gotta figure out what it is with what, what it is with you. Well, it's Tina Shaw. I don't give a shit about anything anymore. But. Well, I, I remember you got a little fired up when you were when you were worried that Jimi Hendrix was going to get the number one guitar solo when we when we did that episode. Oh, I I'd, I'd be okay with that if that's the way it wound up. I'd be all right with that. It's kind of hard to argue think, against Jimmy. I don't know. Right. I think he's breaking point of shit because you know we're talking about shit here, man. That's, that's right. <laughs> you get a you get a fucking sausage around here. <laughs> See, I just I go back to I listened to the the Joe Rogan interview with um, David Lee Roth again, and he put oh it God. perfectly. Why Stephen I stopped when cool. Roth left the the band because he said there's nothing wrong with Sammy Hagar stuff, but if you look at Sammy, he's got love and everything. And he, the way he put it is, he's got love and everything. What what am I? I ain't talking about love. And I'm like, you know, that's awesome. Uh-huh. Like right there, and then I was like, that really does signify what I loved about that early Van Halen with, with David Lee Roth. It was just, it didn't give a fuck. I don't think it was, I don't think it was Sammy Hager's fault that they went that way. Oh, I don't think no. it was either. No, well, it probably wasn't. No. But it, just the way the era was. No, that's, like, I love Sammy yeah, and, I, love yeah, I think that was much had to do with it as anything is that they were just following the trends that were really right. That's what I think. Yeah. That sound was changing when you, when you make the, when you start, when you go into 1984, from the previous album, and I just closed out the discography. So, if it was it was a diver down before '84? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you make the jump from that album to 1984, that sound changed in a in a big, big way. Well, a lot a lot of um, Van Halen fans, like hardcore Van Halen fans, hated 1984 when it came out because of all the synthesizer and all that stuff. Yeah. But like Mike, that was the first one I ever heard, and I love it. I yeah, still love it. Fuck is what I mean. I. It's exactly what I'm thinking. But the thing is, like, I, I like I like uh, Eddie's sound on Fifty One Fifty. Um, I think better than a lot of his earlier stuff. A lot of his earlier stuff was pretty dry. I felt like, and he had like more of a saturated kind of wide tone. I felt like in some of his later albums, I thought it was kind of more mature. It sounded a little more rich. Um, but you know, it sort of suited the times a little better. But they. <laughs> The, the old sound, that was when Van Halen were leaders. Like, they were really kind of blazing a trail. Yeah. Um, and once, you know, once once the guy once the guy left, you know, like, I, I kind of felt like they were just sort of like, oh, shit, how are we going to stay relevant? And I think that they were probably interviewing, you know, lead singers and were kind of having a tough time of it for a while. Yeah, I remember it was Lita Ford was going to was maybe yeah, be. Right. Oh, no, that's insane. Are we uh, all agreed that David Crosby can eat a big pile of shit? Oh, fuck that. Why don't you bring that up in case people don't know about it? In case people don't know, people somebody tweeted to David Crosby about his feelings about Eddie Van Halen passing, and his first response was "meh," and that was it. Like it's like really dipshit. That's what you got. And then finally, it like other people had to like wiggle it out of him to actually like pay, like say it respectfully that he just didn't like the sound. It wasn't for him, which. I get everyone's everyone's got their own taste, but sure. even if you don't like the sound, to watch Eddie Van Halen play guitar and think, oh yeah, big no big deal, you you just don't fucking get it. And when you're a professional uh, musician and you still have that attitude, then you're just being a contrarian asshole and yeah. fuck off. 
I mean, yeah, he's he's he has his own opinion, which is fine, but just the way he did it was yeah. classless. It's like you don't have to yeah. like it, but like to be to. I've never played guitar a day in my life, but I know how incredibly difficult that is and must be to do what Eddie Van Halen does. And if you are a musician who Crosby's a guitarist himself, am I am I not right? Am I am I am I wrong here? To look at that and just go, man, you're just being a dipshit. Yeah, I, I think as not only as a musician, but as any artist, any creative personality, when you lose that kind of innovation and, and just somebody who so many people like, just have respect for that, I think. Oh, well, for sure. Even if the guy never did anything in his life, you know, to, to come in afterwards and say, meh, <laughs> come on. Yeah, especially when the guy just died. What are you trying to yeah. do, you know? Yeah, that's uh, just on a human level. That's bad. Yeah, no, no good, no good, buddy. Really, what I think is he can just go fuck himself. Right. <laughs> Pretty much, and there you have it. Piece of shit. And I hope you're next. You're number one on my next Deadpool. Piece of fucking shit. Oh, fuck elder. Fuck him. Yeah, that was episode forty of F That Noise. All things Van Halen. Pizza. For Mike Burdick. Pete Melia, Steve Taylor, Jimmy Klein. I am Keith Grieve. Go to fthatnoisepod.com for all the listen links. fthatnoisepod.com. fthatnoisepod.com. You shouldn't have made a move on me, man. That's pretty much it. Fuck is what I'm saying. <laughs>